Welcome to the Bold Survivor Collective. I'm Contessa Aiken. This is the place where we take a stand. We rise up. We no longer allow trauma to be our voice or to be who we are. We pee into the wind. We run forward to our deepest desires and we don't stop until we get there. I hope you enjoy this episode. Dive right on in. I'm not only speaking to you, but I'm speaking to your subconscious because we're moving into subconscious reprogramming. We started off with really mastering our thoughts and recognizing that we're the thinker of our thoughts. And then we moved into habits. How do you build better habits? How do you break old habits? And so we're going even deeper here now into the subconscious. And when you think about that, and you look at this, this is an NLP model here. It's a, called the logical level. So all that is good. If you go up here to the blue, it's all about identity, right? So there's all these levels and at the core is the identity level. And ultimately we're going to be going straight to identity here. Because when you think about it, if you don't have what you want, it's because you're not that kind of person. So basically, here's what I mean. If you don't have a million dollars, it's because in your identity, you don't see yourself as a millionaire. If you don't have a healthy, fit, trim body, it's because at your identity level, you don't see yourself as healthy, fit, and trim. Because let's just face it, let's just look at the truth here. Um, When you, have you ever met a millionaire? They definitely identify as being a millionaire. Even people who are billionaires, guess what? I've met billionaires and they introduce themselves and they include it in their identity. You know, clearly they believe themselves to be billionaires, not that they're bragging or rubbing in your face, but that is their core identity. Just like when we get our contracts, right? And uh, we, we discover who we are. I'm, I'm courageous. I'm worthy. That is who I am in my identity. And so that's why you get this rebel out of me, right? Because it, to me, in my core identity, in order to be a rebel, I have to be courageous, go against the grain, do things differently, right? That's in my core identity. If you don't have what you want, it's because you're not that kind of person. It's really that simple. Your life, how you parent, your relationships, what they look like, they are direct reflection of who you are and you can only do what you are. Just like you can't want something you're not thinking about, you can't do something that is not in your core identity. Example, um, uh, you know, right now you're in your identity, you're not a smoker. Can you go just have a cigarette? Sure, but are you? Will you actually do that? No, because you're not a smoker, right? I hope you guys are getting this. So I love this quote here. Man cannot force the external to be what he is not. You can't make your world be what you are not. I don't know who said it, but, you know, all this anonymous people out there, but I love it. You cannot force your external world to be what you are not in your internal world. I used to be a smoker. I'm not sure if you guys know that or not. I totally identified as a smoker. I also drank. I was in the military. You guys know that. (laughs) So I actually used to, I think about it now and I kind of cringe, but I used to go around and say, I'm the kind of person that smokes red and white and drinks red and white. Guess what? I smoked marble reds, which came in a red and white box, and I drank Budweiser, which comes in a red and white can. You guys, I actually introduced myself to people 
that way. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's okay. We all got to go through that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> Not the drinking and smoking part, but the making crappy decisions part. <laughs> okay. But if I, I did, if, right, if you imagine on the flip side of this, if I had introduced myself as, Hey guys, I'm like the healthiest person on planet earth. Would I have a pack of cigarettes and drink? No, because it's not who I am. You cannot force your external world to be what you are not. You must be the identity of the outcome that you want. So if you want to be trim and fit, you got to be that person. Not just say you're going to do the things. That's at the behavior level. That's down here close to the bottom. Do you guys see that? Uh, you can't just go to the gym and show up at the gym. And then that's your external world. And then internally, right, we'll, we'll get to contact and content and context, I was about to jump into that, but you can't say, go to the gym and start lifting weights, but in your internal world, think I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm unhealthy, I make bad choices, right? Because ultimately, and this plays out every year in January, what happens? Everybody rushes off to the gym, everybody is ready to get in fit and healthy, except what happened shortly thereafter, February, March. The gyms go back to who was there before, because those are the people that have it in their identity. And the people who made the resolution in January, it was not part of their identity. They are trying to change their behaviors, but they haven't gone deep enough into their identity. So real quickly, I'm going to jump into it. Content versus context, because you may hear me say it a couple of times. Content is the environment, the behaviors, the surface level stuff, right? Um, the, the smoking, the drinking, the going to the gym, the eating, the overeating, whatever it is, that's really content. It's on the surface. Context goes deeper down into the identity and who you believe, right? Think of the iceberg. On the surface level, we see the content. Below the surface, we see the unconscious stuff. That's the context. Okay, got that out of the way. <laughs> so you guys will, will hear me say about that. So we're going to talk about thought versus conditioning. And I'm just going to go through this kind of slowly, right? Um, a view, it's kind of an ev evolutionary part of life, right? Or, or of our thinking. It's useful because it reveals that we often uh, are misguided about who we are. We deceive ourselves, and we deceive other people. When you think about what's in your identity level, like this is a hard one for me to admit, but at my identity level, I say integrity is my most important core value. So I must be honest. I have to be honest. But the truth is, is that occasionally I will mislead or misguide or tell a lie just so that I can get out of, say, having to justify the rest of the answer right? So um, that really is misguided. That's deceptive, not only to other people, but also to myself. And the idea is that we actually behave in context and think about our behavior out of context. So kind of like what I just mentioned, right? I'm going to think about that I am honest, but, and that's within context, that's supposed to be my identity, but I think about my behavior out of context, and this really highlights a couple things here. Number one, don't listen to what you say. Look at what you do. You may say, I'm an honest person, or I'm a healthy person, or I'm a trustworthy person. But when you look at your behavior, does that match up? Or are you deceiving yourself? And be honest here, right? I'm, I'm not making you guys, you know, declare this to the world or anything, just to yourself here. 
are you saying you're an honest person, but occasionally you tell a white lie, and I'm doing my air quotes right now, <laughs> a white lie, one that nobody gets hurt by. You know, sometimes I'll say I'm going to the grocery store, grocery store, not to buy cake. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. But I'm go, only going to be gone for 30 minutes when I know I'm not only going to the grocery store, but I've got to stop by, say, the post office. And I've also got to um, go get my hair cut. I'm going to be gone for like a couple of hours, but I don't say all of that up front. Right? So does that really fit in with my honesty? Am I thinking of my behavior only considering um, that I'm an honest person, but then my behavior doesn't reflect that. So think about your behavior and how you think about who you are. Do those always match up? And if they don't, then really you're being deceiving to yourself and others. This is out of integrity. When it comes, this is the other part here. When it comes to deception, nothing could be closer to the truth. We think about our deceptive behavior out of context, right? I'm honest while behaving differently in context, by lying, by misleading, by deceiving. So that's what I mean by all that. If you want to create better outcomes in your life, stop spending so much time thinking about your morals, your values, and beliefs. So this is where I started going wrong, right? Clearly, I was introducing myself as having high levels of integrity and being the most honest person, blah, 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 right? But really, I should have been, and where I'm at right now, is spending more time creating habits and behaviors that support the outcome that I want. And, you know, doing this isn't always fun, one of the things about having integrity and being honest is also when it comes to my finances. So I started a class. Dang old Shannon invited me to a class when I started thinking about like everything just kind of fell into place. And then, of course, I started getting very angry with myself because I was way, way out of alignment with my identity. My behavior and my identity did not come together here. And so now it's time to start stop focusing on being integrity and being honest and actually doing the habits and behaviors that support who it is that I say that I am. And this is where we come to another thing here, right? There's this model where we think we need to have something in order to do what we want in order, and then we will become the people that we want to be, right? That's how most people enter into this model, have I have my taxes done. I have my health in order. I have self-worth. I have patience. And then I can do, which means I can do more things, have more energy, engage more, right? And then I can become, then that will help me be courageous and strong and loving and caring and patient. That's backwards thinking, guys. We need to actually go into this opposite in the be, do, have model, right? You don't see identity there at the bottom being the biggest, most foundational thing here. That's not where you start. That's everywhere. That's the easy stuff. We got to actually be who we want to be that then supports the values and beliefs that get us there, that then give us the skills and knowledge necessary, and that plays out in our behavior and then creates the environment we want. We don't start with the environment. We don't start by walking into the gym and still thinking we're fat. We got to start thinking about how we're healthy and fit and strong and not just thinking it because that's a fallacy too, but actually 
identifying with that. That's really what I mean there, right? Anytime I've said thinking up to this point, just change that word into embodying that is who you are. Because you got to be that person in order to do the work necessary to have the outcome that you want. I hope that makes sense. Um, let's see, where are we? You cannot think, oh, see, this is why I was already there. You cannot think your way to a higher level of life. Really, when it comes to your thoughts, right, this goes all the way back to our very first part when we, where we started in mastering your thoughts. They're oftentimes going to lie to you. Your thoughts are not always on point. And this is always fun. I love seeing memes out there while they're fun and they um, release emotional charge for me and they're funny and engaging and things like that. They don't work long term. They're just words that create some thoughts, but then those thoughts just mingle in with all the other thoughts. And then what? Nothing. And this is why I say knowledge is not power. Have you guys ever considered how many people out there go from program to program, from book to book, to seminar to seminar, from coach to coach to coach? There's several people out there who've done this, who I know that I've coached and they've moved on and, and tried another coach, right? Which is totally fine. But here's the problem. They're only working on content, the external stuff, the environment, the behavior. They're not working on the context. They're not going into the identity of who they are and seeing how those two either align or misalign. You have to be the person that gets the outcome, right? If I want to have strength and health and trim fit body, then I have to be that person first. I don't go habit first. I don't change my environment first by going to the gym. That's going to be like, banging my head against the wall. They don't serve cake there, guys. <laughs> okay, I couldn't help myself. You guys know what I mean? That was total funny stuff just on the surface. <laughs> and here we are talking about content and talk context again. So context, I want to remind you guys, is the unconscious thoughts and beliefs about the stuff that's below the surface, right? You know, you think about when you think about, you know, what you'll have or how your body's going to be or the level of energy or what you're going to look like as you age and what your health is uh, underneath, you know, what your wealth possibilities are, um, your ability to succeed, have healthy relationships, right? That's all below the surface, the aspect part that's below the surface. Did you guys know that your brain makes decisions for you 95% of the time? Your brain is on autopilot. This is why you can't just believe every single thought that comes up. Consider like if you've been driving, right? And you're driving along the road and you're coming up to a stoplight, it's green and it turns yellow. Do you have to go, huh? That's strange. That went from green to yellow. I'm not really sure what I need to do. Maybe I need to go back to my training and consider what is a yellow light and what does that mean? No, automatically you immediately let off the gas and you immediately start pressing on to the brake. Okay, this is another one of those moments I'm about to confess. Um, and I was in the military again at this time. Look, I got a lot of the stories. Anyways, I had worked the night shift. I was getting off of work and I was driving home and I, I lived quite a bit of distance away from the base. And I remember changing the radio stations. The battery had been disconnected or something. So the radio stations weren't preset like they were before. I'm doing this all as I'm driving home, you guys. I'm resetting my radio. Thank goodness, right? I'm thinking about all the stuff that could have gone wrong now. But anyways, I'm resetting all my radio stations on my radio as I'm driving home. 
And I literally look up at one point and I thought to myself, how the hell did I even get here? I had driven that same path, those same lights, the same streets, the same environment for so long, I was unconsciously driving at that point. How I pressed on the gas pedal. I press on the gate, the brake pedal. When I turned, when I moved from the right lane to the left lane, all of it was complete subconscious, unconscious brain making the choice on autopilot for me. Your brain does this all the time. 95% of the time, your brain is making decisions for you. They actually did a study where they put people in one of those functional MRI machines and they had them, you know, make a choice between A or B, and then they can see how the brain lit up. Before the people actually verbalized what their decision was, their brain had already lit up either left you know, on the left or the right hand side and, and the path in between. The brain had already made the decision before they could even verbalize what their decision was. There's been studies around this. So again, don't always consider your thoughts as true. Always get curious about what's coming up for you. And then Consider, how does this behavior thought line up with who I think that I am? Again, content is really this thoughts that you're having. Context is the sub subconscious frameworks from which you work. Consider lottery winners, guys. This is a fascinating study, too. Did you know most lottery winners, I can't even say that right now. Most lottery winners lose their money within the first couple of years after getting it. That's because they're in their identity, they're poor or undeserving. And, I, you know, undeserving, I'm taking a little bit liberty here because I've never actually, I mean, I've talked to some lottery winners, but this is not the conversation that came up. I was much younger then. But they maybe feel like they're in their identity, they're not deserving, that they're poor, that um, it's too much responsibility, right? They have an identity around money. Consider what is your identity around money? If you won the lottery today, do you know what choices you would make? Your brain already does. Anyways, the content was that they got the money, right? The environment was, gave them the money. Context is that they believed at their identity level they were poor and undeserving or not good enough or did too much responsibility, that kind of stuff. So think about your patterns, right? Because a lot of this stuff happens at a very unconscious, subconscious level. So we're not always aware of it. And if you're having a hard time with this, look at your external world. What do your relationships look like? What does your job look like? How successful are you? Where, where are you with your money? Where's your bank account? Um, what about your health and your fitness? Where are you with those things? And don't look at your behavior or think about what you are now doing into the future that you no longer do. We're not talking about that crap. We're talking about look at it objectively. Be honest with yourself. Look at it at your behaviors, that will tell you who you think you are or who you believe that you are because the result today is the current belief system. So when you look at this logical level and um, the next couple of lessons, we're going to keep coming back to this. Think about who are you? Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up? And go, guys, go beyond what we know as far as like contract, you know, I'm a worthy, courageous, self-loving woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. But consider your identity around money, relationships, health, fitness. What kind of person are you? 
How is what you are experiencing an expression of who you are? How would you describe yourself? How would others describe yourself? And I know we haven't necessarily gotten up to purpose. That's like the cherry on top, as you guys can see. <laughs> so I want to leave you guys with that. And I have homework for you. The homework is for you to write down at least five. I'm going to say three to five. Yeah, we'll go with three to five. Three to five identity markers. Like I am strong. I am capable. I am worthy. I am loving. I'm kind. I'm generous. I'm thoughtful. I'm a powerful woman. I'm a powerhouse. I'm successful. I'm uh, a money magnet. Whatever those are, but consider... And yeah, probably we're going to go back to five. <laughs> what is your identity around age and how you will age? And maybe at what based on what age you are right now. What is your identity around your health? Wealth. Success. And relationships. And I know this sounds a little bit familiar, but we're going to go a little bit deeper because we did this, uh, I think, in the last mastermind. Yeah. Um. Uh, and we did it around a goal. Yes. Go back to the habit that you're building right now. What is the habit that you're building? Do you have the identity that supports that habit or are you struggling? Again, be honest with yourself. So your homework is to identify five identity markers based on age. Who do you believe you are based on the age you are right now? Your health right now, not where you're going or what you may be doing, but right now, your wealth, your success, your relationships. And then the last one. So we got six things here um, based on the habit that you are building. And it's just a yes or no here. Do you have the identity that supports that? Do you have the belief system about who you are that actually supports that? Or are you trying to change your environment or behavior or skills or beliefs first here? All right. That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you for listening to this episode on the Bold Survivor Collective. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you want more and join us over on the Facebook group, the Bold Survivor Collective, where we keep the conversation going and we keep on rising up and thriving, y'all. Bye.